Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you audit your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Hello, America, and happy Monday. Yes, a busy Monday here in Washington, D.C. The confirmation hearings for the Supreme Court Justice nominee Ketanji Brown-Jackson have begun. Republicans have made clear they're going to be respectful. They're not going to do a Brett Kavanaugh, but they are going to ask some tough questions, particularly about her positions on terrorists and on child sex predators, both where she has written articles or written opinions or written briefs that the Republicans feel are too lenient towards bad actors like terrorists and sex predators. So we're just getting underway with the opening arguments today and perhaps Judge Jackson's opening statement, but the battleground is laid. And there are two things that I think really stand out in watching the early hearing play out today. The first is the Republicans in some ways are using this hearing to put on trial the Democrats, the majority Democrats, for the way they ran Kavanaugh. They are creating the anti-Kavanaugh hearing today in an effort to try to remind people of the unfair, disrespectful, and sometimes dishonest vetting of Justice Kavanaugh, and then contrast it with the way the Republicans are going to do their vetting of Ketanji Brown-Jackson, particularly focused on her record, her opinions, her philosophies, not personal attacks or long dug up revelations by people who didn't come forward at the time, but came forward 30, 30, 40 years later. That's the first really take line. And then it's really important to note that two of the articles that we wrote, the one about her opinions on terrorists and whether the government had a right to hold them as enemy combatants, and her argument that sex predators, particularly child sex predators, are treated too leniently. Those are bubbling up to be the primary issue in these hearings. Both of those stories started on, you got it, just the news. So we're very excited to have been able to create journalism, original journalism that actually had an impact. 
All right, folks, today we got an incredible show. First up, my good friend, Cash Patel. We're going to talk about the extraordinary boomerang that has gone on in so many stories, starting with Hunter Biden, the laptop, the Ukraine corruption, the China corruption, uh, major reversals last week by the New York Times suddenly acknowledging what we all knew for a long time, that the laptop was real, but also the perfect election. Remember the 2020 election, the perfect election? Well, big development this morning, a story we broke here at Just the News. The Secretary of State in Georgia, Brad Raffsenberger, has been able to secure subpoenas from the state elections board, which allows the ballot harvesting investigation in Georgia to go through. We're going to talk to Cash about that, as well as the record of this nominee on terrorists, uh, something that is very close to Cash's heart since he was a National Security Council counterterrorism director under Donald Trump. He knows a lot about it. And then when we get done with that, we've got an extraordinary discussion coming up on energy, the economy, inflation, and where we're headed. You won't want to miss either. We're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, first up, Cash Patel. Make sure you check out the Georgia ballot harvesting story and the all-day coverage of the Supreme Court nomination hearing for Kentanji Brown-Jackson. going to be an interesting one. I think a substantive one, which is, I think, exactly what our founding fathers intended. All right, we'll be right back right after this commercial break. Hey folks, have you heard of cancer-fighting foods? The American Cancer Society discovered diets rich in fruits and vegetables may actually lower your risk of cancer. Think about that for a second. That's really important. Hopefully, you hear this and run to the store for five servings of fruits and vegetables every day. But if you're like me, you probably don't have the time to do that, right? So maybe you should consider adding Field of Greens to your daily health regimen. Each fruit and veggie in Field of Greens was doctor-selected for studied health benefits. There's a heart health group, lungs, kidneys, and metabolism groups, even healthy weight. What your body needs is in each scoop of delicious Field of Greens. I take it every day. Sometimes I put it in a shake. Sometimes I put it in my egg white omelet in the morning. Field of Greens can help prevent, treat, and cure cancer? No, but it can powerfully help you out at your next checkup. Your doctor will notice your improved health or you're going to get your money back. Here's the most amazing thing about it. I started using Field of Greens a year ago. My cholesterol is down. My blood sugar is down. My weight's down. My health is up. My sleeping patterns are better. My metabolism is up. If you want to experience what I've experienced, go check out Field of Greens. Jump into the ring here. You're going to get an enormous benefit. And it's so simple. Single scoop, a couple of seconds, healthy lifestyle all day long. Now, thanks to our good friends at Brickhouse Nutrition, Field of Greens is going to give you a 15% off discount plus free rush shipping. All you got to do is go to fieldofgreens.com and use the promo code JUSTNEWS for your discount. That's promo code JUSTNEWS at fieldofgreens.com. Fieldofgreens.com, promo code JUSTNEWS. Go check it out. Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. 
All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. Always glad to have this man on our show. He brings news, he brings energy, he brings insights, and he brings the truth, which is hard to get in some news media spaces today. Joining me right now, the former National Security Council, counterterrorism chief, the former chief of staff to the Pentagon, and before that, the chief investigative counsel who unraveled the Russia collusion narrative with uh, Devin Nunes, Cash Patel. Cash, great to have you on. Hey, John, thanks so much for having me on your show. I'm looking forward to diving in. I know we got a lot going on. It's a busy (laughs) Monday, and that's fun. It's fun because there's a lot of places to go. I want to start with the thing that's on national TV right now, the first day of the Ketanji Brown-Jackson Supreme Court nomination hearings. A very noticeable uh, start to this. Uh, Republicans often using their uh, opening statements to contrast how dignified they're going to be and serious they're going to be about Judge Jackson's nomination compared to how the Democrats tried to hijack the Justice Kavanaugh hearing a couple of years ago. Uh, that can't be an accident that so many of them uh, went out of the way today to remind the public how rude those last hearings were. No, it's a, it's, I'm glad the, you know, the guys on the Hill and gals, guys and gals on the Hill are finally coalescing together because, John, you and I both know how uh, how weak sometimes collectively the Republicans can be and crack under pressure. So hopefully that's a sign of things to come for this actual hearing. But we'll see. Yeah, it's really interesting. And um, I think a lot of people forgot just how vitriolic and mean and mm-hmm. ultimately untruthful some of the Democrats' attack, attacks were on uh, Justice Kavanaugh. And it seemed like today a little reminding was going on uh, in the in the chamber, which I found interesting. <laughs> you prosecuted terrorism cases. You oversaw counterterrorism strategies for the National Security Council under President Trump. Now, Judge Jackson has a distinguished record, has been confirmed several times in the Senate. But uh, when you see her writings in the Guantanamo Bay detainee cases, where she argues that she doesn't believe the United States government has the right to hold a terrorist, somebody who carried out an attack on the military or on U.S. assets as an enemy combatant. It's almost as saying as though the war on terror isn't a war. What's your take on her philosophy on that? And do you think it's a big deal for the hearings to explore? Well, I'd want to know uh, from the hearing perspective, if you can't hold them as terror enemy combatant, but is she just being cute with language? Can we detain them? Can we hold them wherever we need to hold them in a secure facility? Then, you know, maybe we're okay there. She just she has a slight position against holding them as, quote, unquote, enemy combatants in Guantanamo Bay. Okay, fine. But what are we going to do when terrorist suspects who are charged with terrorist offenses come before her or cases that come before her involving that? Is she going to overturn orders by the government to have them detained in secure detention facilities? That's the question I really care about. Um, I think enemy combatants is a term from, you know, immediate post 9-11 days. Right. And unfortunately has a negative stigma attached to it for a lot of long reasons. Um, But as long as we're detaining them, John, in secure facilities where terrorists should be detained, which is what should happen when you're charged with terrorism, um, then, you know, then as a former terrorism prosecutor, you know, I'm okay with that. And, you know, Ketanji Brown, Ketanji Jackson Brown and I share uh, something else in common that I didn't think would, uh, would, would surface, but we're, really? both What's that? we're both former public defenders. So it, that's as a right. Former public defender, I'm glad that, you know, it's someone of that caliber is being interviewed for such a high position. I just yeah. hope that uh, when the Republicans return to power and other public defenders come forward, they won't uh, see that as a stain. Yeah, that's a really great point. And that, that, that's a very important part of the experience that she brings. And we haven't had a Supreme Court justice to, to mm-hmm. serve in that role. So uh, it's going to be fun to see how that plays out 
in this uh, in these cases. Really important stuff. Speaking of detained, uh, it wasn't that long ago when those of us who wanted to tell the story of Hunter Biden's laptop or Hunter Biden's escapades in China, Ukraine, we were detained in the dungeon of censorship. We were told we were crazy people, uh, that uh, we were conspiracy theorists, that nothing about Hunter Biden was wrong. And oh, that laptop, according to 50 national security experts, was Russian disinformation. All of a sudden, last week, the New York Times woke up and said, oh, no, that was all wrong. The laptop's real. And he, Hunter Biden's in serious trouble, specifically about his work in China and Ukraine. What a, what a reversal. Your reaction to see the mainstream media just pretend like, oh, we didn't ignore this, but we're just going to treat it seriously now. I mean, is it anything new, whether it's Russiagate, Hunter Biden's laptop, the Ukraine impeachment fiasco, the way Supreme Court Republican nominees were treated to, to I don't know, pick you to the Ukraine, uh, to the Ukraine war by Putin? Yeah. Is, is it any surprise that these these institutions of quote unquote journalistic integrity intentionally lied to the world, got it wrong, and then a year or two passes and they say nothing to see here. We might have gotten that wrong. Next next story, and it's all still Trump's fault. So it's just um, uh, I'm glad they did it. They should have done it a long time ago. Yeah. Um, like before you know, the election, was, maybe that would have been helpful. Right. Yeah. That might have helped. Yeah. And where where is uh, Zuckerberg and Dorsey and all those clowns? that banned so many, including the New York Post, my hometown paper, for bravely reporting, like yourself as well, John, on this Hunter Biden laptop story. Where are they right now? It should be front and center across every single page. And what they should be doing is putting up seven-figure donations to charities of our choosing for misleading so many of the public in the world. There's a novel idea. Maybe turn some good out of of their bad mistakes. it is res- remarkable to me uh, that there were 50 and when I, uh, national security experts. And when I say national security, I mean, we're talking <laughs> two CIA directors, two former CIA directors yeah. who originally called this laptop Russian disinformation. And it's always had me perplexed, which is uh-huh. who told them that it was Russian disinformation, right? Because John Radcliffe, then the director of national intelligence, said, we have no intelligence anywhere suggesting uh-huh. the laptop is uh, Russian disinformation. And uh, we had the FBI saying they, they had nothing to add. They agreed with the, with the director. So is there any philosophy how two CIA directors and 50 heavyweights could have gotten this information? Where does information like that come from if it doesn't come from the intelligence community? The fake news media. The, yeah. fake, the same New York Times that said Hunter Biden's laptop was Russian disinformation with anonymous sourcing, Um, of course, not actually citing hard facts and intelligence. And remind you, this is the same fake news media that has no problem uh, leaking classified information to support its its, uh, bogus premises. And they weren't even able to leak classified information to support this premise because it was totally false. And then what do they do? This is this is their MO. They get conjure up a narrative based on anonymous sources. Then they go out and find people who hated Trump. Brennan, Clapper, Comey, and all these other um, people who are supposed to be the best of the best. And they say, we have, we have sourcing that says this is Russian disinformation. What says you, Mr. Former um, Director of National Intelligence or CIA Director? And they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, that's what it looks like to us. And then the world's like, wow, what a story. Three cabinet secretaries, 50 intelligence officials, and anonymous reporting say it's Russian disinformation. They ran the same playbook for Russiagate, for Ukraine impeachment, for Hunter Biden's laptop, and... Um, it's no surprise that they're doing it again. And it's all because the mainstream media, the fake news media, cannot stand how right we were and how wrong they are. 
Yeah, it is remarkable. And at some point, we need to get, I mean, was it Jake Sullivan? Was it Adam Schiff? We need to really uh, figure out who was passing that word around because it clearly was a false flag operation. It was clearly a false information. Uh, it was a propaganda exercise. And to get that many people involved, people like Leon Panetta, Mike Hayden, these aren't lightweights. So someone big had to probably twist their arm and tell them, oh, well, there's something bad here. Uh, we need to solve that mystery, I think, for the good of the country at some point. It's um, re really, really remarkable. You are have done a lot of thinking along with your former boss, Devin Nunes, and others about how we fix this broken system of social media bias, social media censorship, media censorship, media bias, and more importantly, media inaccuracy. Um, you're, you've got one of the most important uh, efforts out there, the fight with cash um, effort to uh, raise money to sue some of these media outlets that have really caused harm, whether it's Kyle Rittenhouse or all the different people that have been smeared. Uh, what are the other elements beyond suing and accountability? What are some of the other elements you think are important to get America back to a point where we can trust most of the things that come out of the media? Well, the campaign, and maybe I'm biased, the campaign and the movement I've been leading now is, as you know, John, I've never been on social media of any kind. But my two former bosses, Devin Nunes and President Trump, convinced me I should voice national security matters on uh, a platform that uh, will not uh, shut us down for our political beliefs. So I am officially on Truth Social. I'm at Cash, at K-A-S-H. And um, I think that is the one platform that I've been leading the campaign on and it's hashtag truths over tweet. And I've been trying to shut down Twitter and the fake news uh, social media mafia. And just this morning or last night, I asked the Babylon Bee to get off Twitter because the Twitter suspended the Babylon Bee account. That's just what it's just unreal. So that's it. F come find us on Truth Social. Come find me. Come f I know you're on there. I oh, yeah. You. I'm an active, active user and I love it, you know, because there's no censorship and you just. You, you report what you want, you say what you want, and you don't have to live in fear that someone's going to suspend you for some unaccounted for or, or unaccountable violation. I mean, you don't even know what you're suspended for. Like when I was suspended two weeks ago, no one could tell me why. <laughs> it's just, no, it's just, it's just ridiculous. And they yeah. allow fake accounts. They had all these fake accounts I'm learning just through my uh, initial entry into social media on Truth Social that everybody thought I was on Twitter, I was yeah. on Telegram. And everybody's using my name. And I, and I reached out to these companies and they said, oh, yeah, we'll take it down. But then when it got uh, too effective at coming after President Trump, they said, no, no, we're going to leave it up, even though it violates our impersonation you know, rules, their own rules. They Unbelievable. Admitted, they didn't write it. So yeah, the rules, the there are no rules. That's the real truth of the matter right now. It's whatever the oligarchs of the, the big tech world of <laughs> Silicon Valley want. Yeah, we spend all day talking about Russian and Ukrainian oligarchs and they are a problem. I'm not I'm not disputing that one bit. But we have our own oligarchs now, and they're hijacking our politics with impunity. It's um, really, really, really remarkable. The we're three, a little more than three weeks into the war in Ukraine. You're over under on uh, how badly this has gone for Putin, how badly Biden has done, and where does this end? What's what's the likely outcome here? Well, you know that's an interesting question. I was actually wrestling with that this morning. Um, it's obvious it's gone disastrously for Joe Biden because he has not made a single leadership decision yeah. correct on the United States, NATO, and our Western allies. Um, he has allowed a war to rage on for three weeks, thousands murdered, millions displaced, refugee crisis that will take a generation to solve in a country that has been blown up, literally. And whether or not we just decide today that Putin has been successful or not, 
He has been effective. He's launched a war. And just because some on the left in the media want to attack him by saying, you know, his missile didn't hit here or he missed a target there, just turn on the TV and look at the wreckage. Look yeah. at the journalists that are being killed um, in this war. I hate to say it, but Vladimir Putin is being effective. He may not be running at 100% in terms of capabilities and offenses, but he is effective. And that is damaging to American and American national security interests in the world. So people should not find this man just to be a lunatic. That's dismissive to call him that. He may be that, but he's also capable career intelligence officer who knows how to run disinformation campaigns, utilize intelligence, and also ally with America's enemies, China and Xi Jinping, and now Iran, of all things, these guys are negotiating the Iran deal. So he's taking strides to use, not just to take on a war effort, but to get the global powers on their side combined against America, and they're winning. Yeah, it's remarkable. It really is. And uh, Europe is being realigned by this. I mean, there's no way that something this catastrophic can't be having a, a profound effect on the future of Europe does. Uh, what is a victory for Putin at this point? Does he try to take the whole country over and make Kiev fall? Or does he get the buffer he always wanted for the eastern side of the country and uh, and call it quits in the next few weeks? You know, I think a victory for, a, a, you know, in the modern modern age, a victory for any nation is to gain more territory. And even if he gains a couple of swaths of land in the east and the south, or he keeps going, he can go back home to Russia, to uh, the people that help prop him up. And that's not the entire Russian population. Most of them are innocent in this. But he can go back home and say, I did it. We won. Um, give me another 20 years. I mean, we all know he's going to stay there for life unless some brave Russian comes in and displaces him. So, you know, whether he takes more land or only a little bits and pieces here and there, that's a win for, for Russia. And... It happened on America's watch and our Western allies watch and NATO's watch. And, you know, we were not able to prevent a war from starting. And that's the difference between where we are now and where we were two years ago. The situation just would not have occurred. Yeah, no, such a great point. It really is. It's uh, the uh, elections do have consequences. And this one had consequences far beyond America and into Europe as well. The failure to leverage American energy um, oh. When you look over a 12 or 13 year period, this is what you find. And by the way, during this whole period, Bill Clinton, Hillary Clinton, the Clinton Foundation, John Podesta <laughs> and companies he was affiliated with. They're all taking Russian money. Then and then Hunter Biden gets in on the Russia, Ukraine money. Uh, oh, by the way, Hillary Clinton has money from one of the largest oligarchs to her Clinton Foundation. So there's a lot of money coming in. And the the policies during the uh, Obama, Biden, Clinton era is let's give concessions to Russia. They'll become our friend. They gave 20 percent of the utility contracts in America to Russian energy companies, including one that was involved in bribery. We proved bribery in the middle of it. Prosecutors did. Uh, then um, there's a pause. There's a uh, the first invasion of Ukraine. They get back in power in 2020. The Democrats do, and now they're giving more and more of the gas share. So they have our uranium market, uh, a large share of it, and now a large share of our gas market. And meanwhile, we're restraining our own energy resources. What is going on? What what's the philosophy that says let's hamper American energy production and make ourselves more and more dependent on a country that doesn't have our best interest at heart. Yeah, and it, it goes back, unfortunately, to this administration's ethos, central 
guiding light, which is what did the Trump administration do? We're going to do the opposite and national security be damned. And that is the most highly politicized national security apparatus you could ever have. And that's all they're doing, John. We implemented policies and strategies that worked, be it Iran, Russia, China, just for example, um, for this conversation under President Trump. And now what are they doing? As you highlighted, they're giving away energy, they're giving away gas, they're giving money to the terrorists in Iran, um, they're not protecting America's borders, all because the policies they want to implement are the exact opposite of Trump, because they don't want anything related to Trump on their agenda. And that's just not what a a commander-in-chief is supposed to do when it comes to national security. If certain things are working, then allow them to continue working. Don't negotiate a re-entry into the Iran nuclear program by allowing a country who's raging war, Russia, to be the arbiter of that deal. Uh, how many more billions are we going to give to the world's largest state sponsor of terror? And now they're considering uh, the, um, uh, what's the word, uh, the undesignating the IRGC, <laughs> Iran's killing can you believe that? We already we already undesignated the Hootsies, and what did they do this week? And they blew up a Saudi uh, oil outlet. It's just crazy. Exactly. It's just. I mean, I don't even think you could draft a fiction that could be this that, that could be this bad. But we are literally going to undesignate the one terrorist group on planet Earth who's responsible for more U.S. soldier casualties than any terrorist organization in history. That's what we're gonna. That's what's on the table because Wendy Sherman came yeah. up to, on. And wouldn't deny that she said, "Oh, I'm not going to get into details of negotiations." It was no, remarkable, get, wasn't it? You just have to deny that you're not going to give money to terrorists. It is unreal that they can't even commit to something that simple. Um, you, the the administration seems to have put us in a position of relying on our enemies. They they were giving uh, classified intelligence to the Chinese, only to see it be passed on to the Russians. We're asking mm-hmm. the Russians as they're bombarding our friends in Ukraine. Uh, to help mediate the Iran deal, uh, the Iran's are launch- Iranians are launching attacks into Iraq near our U.S. consulate, and we're about to give them more money. Maybe take their Republican guard off there. Um, and uh, the Houthis, which have been attacking Saudi Arabia uh, in Yemen for years, gets taken off the list, and they launch a massive attack on Saudi sale. Uh, why is it that this administration thinks that giving concessions to our enemies is progress? Uh, I think it's because if they did anything else, it would be viewed in too much alignment with what Trump did to actually secure America's national security interests. And the left-wing media will not allow that. And the fact that this administration's policies and national security can be dictated by the headlines that they so desperately seek should show America and the world how far we've fallen. Putin has certainly seen it and capitalized on that precipitous fall. So has Xi Jinping, and so has the Ayatollah. So for those of you listening out there um, and want to make a difference, and as part of our earlier conversation, stop using platforms that allow the Ayatollah, Vladimir Putin, and Xi Jinping to speak. Stop using Twitter. Get off of that. Get off Facebook. Get off Instagram or Instacart or whatever it's called these days and speak truth um, on Truth Social. Yeah, it's, it's a no-brainer, right? That's I, it's the first place I post my stuff now. I go to True Social before anywhere because it's such an important and unfettered uh, free speech platform. It, it really is. Uh, it is remarkable. The there's a mo there's a little thing that happened over the last week, and I, you had a lot of dealings with the Middle East. Um, Saudi Arabia 
is talking to China about doing oil contracts that would take the yuan, not the U.S. dollar, as the basis for the monetary instrument, the payment. Uh, the Saudis and the Middle East has always, always stuck with the U.S. dollar. How mm-hmm. big a moment is this if the Saudis follow through on that? Catastrophic. I mean, OPEC is still a big deal, um, and they do govern the world's energy when it comes to oil output and cost. And since America no longer has energy independence because Joe Biden decided to kill the Keystone Pipeline and a number of other things uh, and allow Nord Stream 2 to be built over in Europe, the fact that the Saudis, who, will, who do control a major segment of the international oil trade, um, are now considering this drastic measure just shows, again, how far America has fallen and that they don't care what America thinks. They don't care what our president thinks. That, that wasn't the situation with President Trump. And now the Saudis are going to, what, clog up the oil market and, or release a flood of it into the, uh, into the world so they totally control the pricing and they themselves enrich themselves. And, oh, by the way, what, what's going to happen with Iran's oil? Are they going to turn that spigot on and allow Iran uh, the world's largest state sponsor of terror to provide oil to Russia, to China, to other countries and make money at the expense of America. This is just another absolutely terrible situation for America to be in. Yeah, it's uh, it's stunning. It, it's it's peace through weakness. And by the way, you never achieve peace through weakness. That's one of the, <laughs> the biggest uh, lines. The um, uh, there was a pretty remarkable article uh, in the Washington Post uh, in the last 24 hours trying to justify the uh, censorship of the Hunter Biden laptop story. And I think it was Philip yeah. Bump that wrote it, who often confuses me a lot. But um, the, the idea that it's OK at the end of election to not report on things is so contrary to how the Democratic media worked in 2016. 2016, without a basis, they were writing Russia collusion because Harry Reid and Jake Sullivan started burping about it. And then mm-hmm. in 2020, when uh, it's it's Rudy Giuliani talking about it and the laptops out there, they don't want anything to do with it. The double standard, the way they acted in 2016, the way they acted in 2020, do you think most Americans have put it together? They understand the um, the unevenness and the lack of intellectual honesty that's gone on? I don't know if most Americans have gotten there yet, but I think a lot have, which shows me and tells me that it's working. What we're doing, what you're doing is working about educating the American public with truth, about restoring integrity to journalism and media reporting. And so it's working. It's never going to capture the entire American population because there's always going to be that 30 some odd percent um, that will go, you know, go down with the ship, as they say. Um, they will never admit they're wrong. They will be the Jen Psaki's of the world yeah. who continues to come to the podium and lie to the American public and get applauded for it and get Pulitzers and all that nonsense. So there's yeah. always going to be that distinction. But I think we're breaking through, John. I really do. And I think it's because of reporting that you do continuously on so many different platforms, your radio station, your TV station, your social media on truth. And we're getting there. And we yeah. got to keep, we, you and I have been saying this for years, and so is Devin, so is President Trump. You got to keep hammering. And when you think they've heard the message, you've just only begun, started saying, and you need to say it a million more times. That's really the key is just to turn up the volume until it saturates in. I was shocked when you see the polls that say 77% of Americans said if they had known about Hunter Mm -hmm. Biden's uh, cronyism before the election, they may have actually voted a different way. What a what a perfect, you know, it it makes Bill Barr right when he says it clearly had an effect on the election. Um, Mm -hmm. 
Just a remarkable moment. Last question, because I know you're real busy. As you step out and you look at the 2022 election, what is the question that voters should ask themselves as they go in the booth? And have the Republicans done enough, not to say about what's wrong with Biden, because they're good at that. They got what's wrong with Biden. Have they presented a, a comprehensive, this is the conservative vision for America, or is that still missing in the uh, political deal they have to make with the American public? I think from the, for the latter, I think they have, we, they have yet to put forth that comprehensive plan. That's not to say they haven't done it, but it hasn't been messaged yet. I think they have done a good job. We've done a good job of, of, of trouncing Biden for his disastrous economic and national security policies and healthcare policies and the like, which is, this, which is, as you highlighted, step one. But step two is don't just antagonize the problem. What's the solution? And the solution I think you'll start seeing now that we're in the spring, summer of the midterm election cycle, this is what we as Republicans are going to do if elected and sent back to Congress and Capitol Hill. We are going to initiate investigations because we will have the gavel into the Hunter Bidens of the world, into the Ukraine fiasco, into Adam Schiff and kick him off intelligence committees. Uh, and we are going to initiate legislation that makes everyday Americans want Republicans in office. We are going to initiate legislation that reduces gasoline costs, that puts food and items back on our shelves in our grocery stores and our and our uh, convenience markets, and, and things like that, things that everyday Americans care about, not things that everyday Americans don't care about, which is failed global diplomacy to achieve a headline so that you can pat yourselves on the back, yeah. have your ego stroked. It's ridiculous. And, and I think we're getting there. I'm not knocking the Republicans. I'm just saying uh, now we're sort of into that transition phase where we go to step two and say, this is why America needs to give us the mandate back. And I think that message is uh, sharpening as we speak. Yeah, that's the most important thing. Uh, optimistic. There's so many solutions that Republicans can enact. And I think getting that alternate vision for America out there is going to be the next step in the electoral politics. Cash, it is always an honor to have you on this show. You always bring common sense and wisdom, which is something often missing in Washington. So you're a rarity. <laughs> it's great to have you on. Thanks so much, John. This is a blast. Talk yeah, to you soon. we'll talk soon. Okay, folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we're going to have more discussion about the Middle East right after this commercial break. Thanks. All right, folks, as we draw near to another critical election, it's not only about casting your vote. It's about elevating your voice, making your voice be heard. AMAC is more than just a senior discount organization. They unite like-minded patriots like you and I, committed to preserving our cherished values and actively opposing the leftist agenda that's sweeping across America. Just look at their recent victories. AMAC members helped to push forward an investigation into practices that inflate drug prices. They successfully defeated ranked choice voting in order to protect traditional voting methods, and they've also helped block a federal takeover of elections. As AMAC's membership grows, Washington is listening. Every new member strengthens this movement. If you love America, visit AMAC, A-M-A-C dot U-S slash Just News to become a four-year member for just $30. That's a great discount. AMAC is not only better for America, it's better for you. Membership gives you access to the AMAC magazine, free Social Security and Medicare guidance, money-saving discounts, trusted news, sweepstakes, and so much more. It's a community, not a service. Take advantage of our election year sale, four years for just $30 at AMAC. By joining over 2 million Americans, they can't ignore your voice in Washington anymore. Join now at AMAC, AMAC.US slash Just News. That's AMAC.US forward slash 
Just News. Hey folks, if you're a homeowner and you're like me, you want to protect your home, right? But when's the last time you checked on the title to your home? If you never have, listen to this. A new report on homeowners shows we all now have $16 trillion in equity. That's an all-time high in America. That's why you need protection from a scam the FBI calls house stealing. That's when the equity in all of our homes is the target, sadly, of scammers. If nobody's watching the title to your home, these scammers can transfer your title to their name, take out loans, and your equity could be gone. Poof, gone. You have to protect your equity from this despicable crime right now with triple lock protection from my good friends at HomeTitleLock.com. The first step is to check on your home's title to see if it's still in your name. Sign up with your address at HomeTitleLock.com and be sure to use the promo code JUSTNEWS. They're going to send you a complete title scan of your home's title in your first 30 days of triple lock home title protection. That's legendary protection, by the way. It's free. HomeTitleLock.com. Use the promo code JUSTNEWS. One more time. Go to HomeTitleLock.com today and protect your most important asset, the equity in your home. All right, folks, welcome back from the commercial break. As promised, a very special guest, Trita Parsi, helped form the Quincy Institute for Responsible Statecraft. He's it's currently its executive vice president, and he has long been one of the biggest voices in, in the U.S.-Middle East dialogue that we have in America today. Trita, great to have you on the show. Thank you so much for having me. You have long been an advocate of trying to find a diplomatic solution to Iran. Obviously, we had one. Trump reversed it. Where do you think we stand with the Biden administration's effort to revive that deal? First, is it a good idea? And two, can we get the right deal for the West? So I think we are probably just a couple of days away from knowing whether there will be a deal or not. Uh, There were some expectations that it could have happened as soon as, as early as this past weekend, but obviously that didn't happen. It's now stuck in the Iranian New Year, which was yesterday, and the Iranians are off for two weeks. But I suspect that talks will resume indirectly within a day or two. Uh, And there's just about essentially two issues left that need to be resolved in order for them to come to an agreement. And those are obviously some of the toughest and most politically sensitive issues uh, always left for last. Yeah. It would be surprising to me that they would have come this far, both sides, uh, and then uh, to allow it to fall uh, right before they reach the goal line. Yeah. Yeah, no, you're exactly right. I mean, that, that's and they always leave the hardest issues to the end because that's just how negotiations work. Exactly. There was some dust up last week when uh, when Iran launched some missiles into uh, Iraq, into the Kurdish region of Iraq and uh, in Erbil specifically. Uh, was that intentional? Was that an accident? Was that a bad call by Iran? It doesn't look like they actually were targeting the U.S. Um, facilities. They just happened to be nearby where the missile struck. But how does something like that, how do you reconcile something like that when you see Iran trying to get a deal with the United States? Well, actually, I think the Iranians view that completely separately. The United States engages in its activities in the region, uh, regardless of what's happening in the JCPOA. It certainly is not helpful, and it, it certainly is uh, uh, creating some pause in the White House. But I don't think he had anything to do with that. I think what it had to do with is this uh, unfortunate uh, behind-the-scenes war that is taking place between the Israelis and the Iranians. The Israelis have it's a proxy a war, Iranians. right? Yeah. The proxy war, I mean, well, not so much proxy any longer, I guess, right. because they're, they're, they're fighting each other in other countries' territory, in Syria and in Iraq. And um, there had been some very daring uh, attacks, not only in Syria, but also inside of Iran, uh, that most likely were 
committed by the Israelis, uh, and this seems to have been uh, a response to that. Uh, it, it's the closest missile fell more than two miles away from the U.S. consulate. And that is not particularly close in the context of the fact that the accuracy of the Iranian missiles are roughly 10 meters. So right. if they wanted to strike the consulate, I'm sure they wouldn't they could have, have been it. able to do so. Yeah. They could have hit it, but clearly, uh, and thankfully, that is not what they're doing. But it is worrisome, though, because it means that even with the JCPOA, uh, there's obviously going to be continued tensions. And uh, there's some arguments to say that perhaps the 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 clandestine war between Iran and Israel may actually intensify once there is a JCPOA. Yeah, that's, uh, that is something we all ought to be watching. It's a great point, and I don't think a lot of people have had their radar on that potential, but I think it's a very strong possibility. We've had, for most of the last 30 years, good relationship with the Gulf Arab states, uh, but in the last few months, we've seen some pretty significant recalcitrance, slights, maybe the right word, UAE getting behind Russia in its battle on Ukraine, the Saudis not taking the president's phone call right away when he, when he asked for their help on oil production. What is going on in that dynamic of the Gulf states? Are they looking to China and Russia to counterbalance their frustrations with the United States? They are, but I think what his goal comes down to is that the United States actually has done something, in my view, quite correctly, which is make it clear to these states that the U.S. is not going to go to war with any country on their behalf. They are not um, technically defense-packed allies of the United States. They're strategic partners. Uh, they're important. We don't want to have bad relations with them. But we have seen that as long as they thought that the U.S. essentially would bail them out, they were engaged in rather reckless behavior. Uh, and I think signaling clearly that that is not what the U.S. is going to do has uh, left them very upset. And they are taking it out by moving closer to the Russians and to the Chinese. Uh, that is obviously not a good thing. But I think ultimately the Russians or the Chinese are not going to be able to provide what the United States has provided to these countries. So I think it would be a rather foolish thing for them to do so. Uh, I think, frankly, the Biden administration should get tougher, particularly with the Saudis, on this issue, as we've seen, they've not played along when it comes to the Ukraine-Russia crisis. They've not played along when it comes to reducing oil prices. So the question is, what are they doing that is, you know, justifying the tremendous amount of support that the United States continues to provide these countries? I mean, just today, more Patriot missiles were being uh, positioned in Saudi Arabia to protect them. What are they doing to protect the United States? Yeah, now those are the those are the key questions, and uh, it seems that we're at a moment where the normal world alignments, the global alignments that we have are potentially shifting in very, uh, I don't want to say catastrophic, but very significant ways. U.S. could be closer to Iran, perhaps after the deal, if such a deal were to be had. Uh, maybe some of the Gulf Arab states move closer to China or Russia. Russia intrudes on uh, Ukrainian territory. Uh, is the world undergoing uh, a shift from where we kind of left it? Uh, we kind of been in a stable part, really, since the end of the Cold War. Is that really in danger of being rewritten? I think there's some significant changes happening uh, in the world. And I think part of it is because the United States is now forced to make sharper decisions of what matters and what doesn't matter. In the past, we have been almost assumed and we have ourselves signaled in a way as if we're going to come to almost any country's defense if they're attacked, etc., which kind of makes it meaningless to actually have defense packs if, if, if by default we're going to defend everyone. everybody, right? Yeah. yeah, exactly. And then, then what's the value of having a defense pack? I think we're in a situation right now, I think the Ukraine war has shown that as well, 
in which we are putting more emphasis and value into actually having those defense facts. So when President Biden says that he's going to defend every inch of NATO territory, well, we're actually obligated by this treaty to do so, but we're not obligated to defend Ukraine. Now, I think Biden's doing a tremendous amount to help the Ukrainians selling weapons uh, and many other things, but we're not sending U.S. troops there because we don't have a defense pact. And I think making that distinction clear is important, but it is also going to cause certain shifts. I don't think the U.S. and Iran will become friends after the JCPOA. Yeah. I think the 2015 JCPOA had the potential of transforming the relationship. Now, unfortunately, I think the deal that hopefully will be struck that still is extremely important because just to show you how far the Iranians have come in their nuclear program since Trump left, the Iranians were 12 months away from having the available material for uh, a nuclear weapon throughout the entire JCPOA period. That was one of the key objectives of the JCPOA. Their breakout time would be 12 months minimum. As a result of Trump leaving, the Iranians are now at roughly two to three weeks away from having the ready material for a bomb. That's really dangerous. So getting the JCPA back is critical because it's going to push up, push away that uh, breakout time significantly. But I think the transformative potential is gone, partly because neither side expects this deal to last longer than Biden's term. Several key Republicans have already made clear they're going to walk out of the deal if they become president. So as a result, this is providing more of a a pause in the tensions rather than a transformation of relations. Yeah, that's a really great point, because really without a a Senate-approved treaty, there's nothing binding about this that can't be changed, as we saw with President Trump. I want to ask this last question because I think a lot of people hearing you say, oh, you are sympathetic to Iran, but your family actually had, you know, really faced the persecution of the mullahs and before that, the Shah. You fled Iran for freedom and, and you, you, you appreciate democracy. Why do you think a deal like this is so important for the United States? Because at the end of the day, if the Iranians get that close to a nuclear weapon, it is going to be a disaster for the world and for the United States. It's going to significantly increase the risk of war. I think we've already seen what the results of all of these wars in the Middle East already has produced for the region and for the United States. Having more of those and even worse of those is certainly not in the interest of the United States. Resolving this peacefully so that there isn't a war and there isn't a nuclear weapon is, in my view, a no-brainer. Ultimately, you know, reducing those tensions is also going to help make sure that uh, the Iranian people themselves can move their country in a much more free and open and democratic direction. That is something only they can do. Whenever we have tried to to impose democracies on other countries, particularly it hasn't, in the worked. East, it hasn't worked. So this is wow. something they have to do. But one way of helping them is to make sure that we don't have a war, because a war would set back the cause of democracy for at least two generations. Yeah, such a very great point. Really an important point. Treat, it's always a, an honor to have you on. You always have uh, insights, and uh, we appreciate that greatly. Thank you so much. Talk to you soon. All right. Folks, we're going to take a quick commercial break. When we come back, we'll wrap things up. Delve into the shadows of the mind with Sleeping Dogs, a gripping murder mystery starring Academy Award winner Russell Crowe. Now available on digital. Crow portrays an ex-homicide detective, unraveling a brutal murder he can't recall. Uncovering secrets from his past, he learns a chilling truth. It's best to let sleeping dogs lie. Visit sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery to watch Sleeping Dogs, now on digital. 
That's sleepingdogsmovie.com slash Wondery. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. All right, folks, welcome back. So glad you could join us today. What a great show. A lot of uh, substance, a lot of thought. I think Cash Patel's comments on the way the world has gone in reversal in the mainstream media and the democratic medium, a really stark reminder of just how much the media has hijacked to the detriment of American public by being wrong on so many stories like the Hunter Biden documents and the Russia collusion story and the uh, Ukrainian impeachment story. So many failed narratives that were imposed on the American people. Just a remarkable moment. I think Bill Barr said it best this morning saying the, the suppression of the Hunter Biden laptop story clearly impacted the 2020 election. Pretty extraordinary time. And then great to have Trita Parsi on as well. A lot to talk about among global energy, Iran, lots of important ideas from him as well. Now, before we get a chance to uh, call it a day, I wanted to tell you about an exciting moment I had in my home this weekend. I got a box on Saturday morning from our good friends and partners here at Just the News, John Solomon reports, the iTarget Pro Finally came Pro. iTarget Pro is an extraordinary group. They've created a revolutionary system that allows you to dry fire your weapons to practice without using actual armaments. It's safe, it's smart, it's high tech. It doesn't pose any harm to your weapon. It is an extraordinary thing. I got my kit, I started testing over the weekend. It was amazing. It uses a laser bullet. It is so cool to see how this works. You use it with the phone app. It is literally cutting edge technology. And if you are a gun owner, if you like to practice, you wanna stay well versed in how to use your gun, how to fire it, how to aim, how to prepare for the kickback, and you don't wanna use ammunition, which by the way, is getting more and more expensive and sparse, hard to find ammo these days. Well, go to iTarget Pro. It's an extraordinary group. They're great supporters of this show. They have the ultimate revolutionary system that allows you to dry fire practice with your actual firearm. You're not using a fake firearm, you're using the one you own. And you can do it anytime in the safety and privacy of your own home. You don't have to go to a range. So what do you do to get on and to get your own kit? Like I got this weekend, go to itargetpro.com and save 10%, 10% because you're a John Solomon Reports, Just a News fan. Plus you get free shipping with the offer code Just News, all one word. That's the letter itargetpro.com, I-T-A-R-G-E-T-P-R-O.com. I go there and you use the promo code Just News. By using this product, you'll assume all risk, of course, associated with using a firearm. This product is not for those under the age of 18, but it is for those who are careful gun owners who want to practice without expending ammunition or uh, taking any unsafe things. You can do this in your home. It's a revolutionary system, laser bullet app, Target, you are rocking. I can't think of a better thing. I enjoyed it. It was the highlight of my weekend. You should check it out yourself as well. Go to iTargetPro.com. 
Com and use the promo code Just News to get started on this great adventure. All right, and then tonight, tune in. We've got some great guests. My good friend Peter Schweitzer joins us along with my co-author on the book Fallout, Seamus Bruner. We're both going to be talking about the fallout from the Hunter Biden laptop and the, really the problems with the news media in America today. And then we're also going to have Congressman Garrett Graves. He's a conservative from Louisiana who's developing a alternative to the Green New Deal. A clean energy, clean air, clean water bill that doesn't kill your wallet, doesn't brown out your electricity. Really novel idea. He's one of the rising stars and voices in Congress today. And the conservatives are realizing they need to have an answer to the Democrats' demagoguery on climate change. And he is at the forefront of that. That's going to be a great conversation, not to mention that we can also ask him about the gas price crisis as well. All right. A lot more on that. If you want to watch tonight on the TV show, 6 p.m. Eastern Time, Real America's Voice, Channel 219 on Dish, Channel 240 on Pluto, on the Roku app, on the iOS apps for Real America's Voice. And of course, you can watch it also on the Just the News app. Just download it from the iOS or Android stores. Click on the watch button. And there you go. Every night at six o'clock, it's live. You can also watch it on demand afterwards. Now, if you're eager to get me a question or to Amanda a question so that we can answer them next Friday, all you got to do is send your questions in on social media using the hashtag AskJNA. Ask John and Amanda. AskJNA. Real simple. Hashtag send your questions to us. We'll be glad to answer them over the weekend. All right, folks, that wraps it up for another edition of John Solomon Reports. Thanks for tuning in and may God bless you and God bless this extraordinary country, the United States, as he always has. You are always invited to watch justthenews.com 24-7. We've got you covered. Folks, everyone knows the next medical crisis is just around the corner, whether it comes in the form of a pandemic or something much more mundane like a tick bike. You and your family need to be prepared. That's what we learned from this last pandemic, right? That's where the wellness company comes in. You know the wellness company. We have their great doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough on all the time on our shows. The wellness company and their doctors are medical professionals that you can trust. And the new medical emergency kits are the gold standard when it comes to keeping you safe and healthy, and most importantly, prepared. Be ready for anything. This medical emergency kit contains an assortment of life-saving medications, including ivermectin and ZPAC. The medical emergency kit provides a guidebook to aid in the safe use of all of these life-saving medications. So you know what you're doing. From anthrax to tick bites to COVID and even the bioweapon like the plague, the wellness company's medical emergency kit is exactly what you need to have on hand to be prepared. Rest assured knowing that you have emergency antibiotics, antivirals, and antiparasitics on hand to keep you and your family safe from whatever the globalists throw your way. Go to www.twchealth/justnews today in order. That's twc.health/justnews and use the promo code justnews to save 10%. At Just the News, we break the stories others in the media ignore or are too afraid to tell. We did it on Russia collusion, Hunter Biden, and the security and intelligence failures that preceded January 6th. Our stories have real impact and reach because we stick to the facts. I'm John Solomon. You can help me expand our honest, unvarnished, and unbiased reporting by becoming a premium member at Just the News. You'll get an ad-free experience and exclusive member-only access to events. And you'll be helping us dig up more truth. Join today at justthenews.com slash subscribe.